Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch, the show about New Orleans business from around the lunch table at Commander's Palace. Years ago, everything in the United States seemed much simpler. If you wanted to make money, you made something and you sold it. Then we had a great idea that if we had stuff made cheaper outside the country, we could make even more money. Somewhere along the line, we discovered some faulty logic. While China was making lots of American products cheaper, they also had record-breaking GDP while we suffered with high unemployment and a major recession. All through this period, China has been making money. In fact, so much money, they're lending it to us. So now the pendulum is swinging back to the logic that says if we manufactured more products here in the U.S., we'd be doing better. So what are we going to manufacture? My guests on Out to Lunch today are rethinking products that were for a long time symbols of American spirit and ingenuity, cars and motorbikes. Chip Stempeck is vice president of marketing for Elio Motors. Elio Motors are making a whole new, redesigned, re-engineered American automobile in Shreveport, Louisiana. Chip Stempeck, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you, Peter. Great to be here. I have been reading a lot about you. I can't wait for this. My other guest is Dimitri Melikos. He is uh, also with me on Out to Lunch. He is in the motorbike business. Dimitri, a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Peter. Dimitri is the founder of U.S. Heritage Power Sports, and he's putting together a brand of new American motorbike right here in New Orleans. Dimitri, these motorbikes aren't Vespas. They're big, full-throated bikes like Harley-Davidson's, or am I allowed to say that? Is, is Harley the competition? Well, Harley-Davidson really is not the competition. There is no way that my startup motorcycle company could dream of competing with Harley-Davidson. We are being sold at Harley-Davidson dealers, and it would be akin to a Bentley GT being sold at the Ford dealership. <laughs> now, what if, let me ask you, because this is one of the, the troubles of radio, is trying to describe these bikes. Uh, they're, they're big bikes, so the old kind of bikes we were used to long ago. Can you, can you try to describe them? That they are, when men were men and motorcycles were... Fossil fuel burning monsters, <laughs> <laughs> except with uh, this day and age uh, certification, compliance, uh, EPA Euro 4, we are aware of the technology and what is available to us to make cleaner machines, even with old technology. We are bringing back an iconic uh, American motorcycle from the 40s, 50s, and 60s with today's technology for clean running, clean burning motors with fuel injection, catalyzers, and all that's uh, required to make sure we're taking care of the environment while we're having fun. And where's the market for these, these bikes that you're going to put together? The best market for me is exports. And where in the export markets? Where, what do you think specifically? My first five units are going to Shanghai. Wow. 
Boy, talk about uh, changing the, uh, the pattern here. Being made in the U.S. and sent to Shanghai. That, uh, it's not crowded on that road, you might want to find. <laughs> now, Chip, the, the idea of building a brand new car from scratch is at least daunting. Uh, pardon the pun, but there would seem to be so many moving parts in putting this business together from design to building an assembly plant to going head-to-head -head in a marketing battle with giants like, like Ford and Toyota. Let's start with the obvious question. What's the gap in the market that you think that the other car companies haven't been filling that the Elio will fill? Well, Peter, I'll tell you, one of the interesting things is that as Americans, we buy vehicles to fit our needs in small gaps, right? If you've got a family of four or a family of six, you need something bigger, but dad's also going to take that to work Monday through Friday. And he's going to be pulling 4,000 pounds of metal and he's going to be pushing a ton of wind out in front of him. And in reality, he needs that for 10 or 15% of his driving time. We believe that Elio is going to fill that niche where you'll have a vehicle that can get you from here to there, use it 95% of the time, and literally make it a free vehicle for itself. Because of the savings you'll have with 84 miles a gallon versus 19, will pay for the vehicle. Well, and here's another radio challenge. These cars have three wheels, right? They do. Okay, and it's not like, let's see, I, I think our, our average uh, listener would think one wheel on the front, two in the back, but that's not right either, is it? That is not right. That's okay. a traditional <laughs> tricycle. This is, <laughs> um, in that. some markets, actually, Dimitri, is a reverse trike. Two in the front, one in the back. So maybe uh, bigger than like a Fiat? Uh, Larger than the 500s, okay, that definitely. That would be a good example. Definitely bigger than the smart car. Um, an Accord, a BMW 3 Series, um, any of those Kia small four-door vehicles. Ta why three wheels? I mean, there's a lot of different reasons to go three wheels. One is, is, is there's, it's considered a motorcycle, right? So with a motorcycle, we will have a different set of criteria that we need to do to get to market. When you say it's considered a motorcycle, by? The federal government. The federal really? government okay, says that if great. it's got less than four wheels in contact with the ground, it's a motorcycle. So having three, that puts us in the same market as Dimitri. But here, it takes two years and $40 million in order to get a vehicle to market. With a three-wheel vehicle, we, we have a smaller group of, of criteria that we need to hit so they can get us to the market quicker, uh, yet still allow us to satisfy all the four-wheel drive, um, four-wheel car requirements. And Chip, how much do these cost? Uh, that's kind of the, the thing that seems to get the awe in most places, is that our targeted selling price to the consumer is $6,800. $6,800? Mm -hmm. I was, to I was thinking twice that, actually. I mean, that, that's... <laughs> And, and, and that's usually, that's the, the, that's the kicker for most people. They like the idea, they love the mileage, they love it. When they hear $6,800, they don't believe it. And it runs on gasoline? Gasoline. It's an automotive three-cylinder gasoline engine. Um, 84 on the highway, 49 in the city. And uh, we are on target right now with about 85% of the vehicle content done to hit our $6,800 selling price. And I've been to this um, facility in Shreveport. It's the old GM facility, right? right. Uh, and it's, um, it's monstrous. I mean, are you taking up a, a piece of it, or how is that working? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we bought 4.2 million square feet under roof. <laughs> so we will not use that much space. Wow. Um, we anticipate using anywhere between 20 and 30% of the building for our vehicles. And then, obviously, we've got suppliers that want to be close as well. So they'll be turn into natural tenants to that take up the other 4 million or 3 million square feet. Where, what's the timeline? When would I see one driving down the street? Well, our target right now is or the summer of 2014. That, and and you, feel, um, you feel pretty good about that timeline? You know, we do. We have um, what we call supplier summits. 
once every four weeks where we get all of our suppliers together and um, basically use their expertise. Right? We're not the experts, and that's one of the problems I think that with, with our countries, we've, uh, some of the major manufacturers believe that they're the experts. Why not talk to the tire guy about tires and let him help you design the tires? Let's get the air conditioning guy also talking to the, the cabin sound guy to, to make the vehicle better so we can use all of the expertise of all these suppliers. So we get together every four weeks and we, we've been moving, we've had uh, four already this year, or three already this year, one coming up next week. Um, and everything is pointing towards hitting our target of next summer. Wow, so actually it's funny, when I was preparing for the show, I really didn't realize that actually you're both in the same business. I mean, it looked a little, right. uh, when, you get, when you get down to it. Now, Dimitri, uh, yes. people who work with motorbikes tend to have a level of passion for their job that transcends the kind of excitement most of us uh, take to work. You've been a bike enthusiast your whole life. Uh, you've been lucky enough or determined enough to make your hobby your career. But now you're taking things to a new level. You're designing and building a whole new breed of motorbike. What are you aiming to do with your bike that isn't being done by anybody else in the motorbike market? I can't say that what I'm doing isn't being done, Peter. The market that's out there, world market, is what I'm addressing. Is it bigger than I would think? It's very large. Uh, to give you an example, last year Harley-Davidson produced approximately 360,000 units. Well, the world consumption for motorcycles last year was 47 million units. Wow. So Harley-Davidson, being the largest, most notable of the American motorcycle brands, the iconic brand, was only able to fill a very small niche in that market. Phase two production of our product in year three brings down the cost and the displacement. It'll still have the ornate styling, uh, the American heritage of the motorcycle, but it'll be a price point between $3,800 and $5,300. We are getting involved with partners in China, a company named Lifan, in Brazil, it's Dafra, and in India, it's Hero where here in New Orleans, we're going to be manufacturing what's called in the industry a knockdown kit. Basically, everything required to make one unit is in one box. We shipped this to our partners in China, Brazil, and India, and in turn, they do the assembly there and push it through their distribution system. Now, is that partially uh, based on kind of tariffs and things like that? That's exactly it, uh, on tariffs. For example, if I send a whole unit into India, I am taxed in tariff at 108%. 108%, okay. If I am sending it as a knockdown kit, I'm at 12%. That big a difference between the parts versus the... Um Versus the full motorcycle. That's amazing. Correct. Well, this is what other countries do to protect their labor and their workforce. This is something that I'm looking to take advantage of on reverse. In phase two production, we are building year one approximately 50,000 units. And again, all coming out of New Orleans. And tell me, where um, do you know physically where you'll be building them? Uh, yes, right now the building in play is at 1870 Polymnia, which is... Uh, is that the central city? Or? Central city, O.C. Haley, 
and um, Felicity area. Wow. That's the first building there, 38,000 square feet. And it's uh, a project that's been undertaken by the Gulf Coast Housing Partnership. I know where that is. Uh, this is the same company that developed the Muse's apartments. Now, both of you are in the same situation where you talked about 2008, 2009, the traditional lenders to this kind of industry kind of disappeared during the meltdown. How are you both doing for financing, uh, you know, post 08, 09? Creatively. Creatively. You're, I saw you doing a bake sale. I thought that was great. Yes. It was a, the, uh, that and the bikini bike washes. <laughs> we're not above that. What about you, Chip? Did, uh, uh, you know, from a funding standpoint, we, um, we've got a, a really aggressive group of investors that are backing us. Um, and being privately held, there's a lot of things, obviously, that we don't talk sure. about. Um, it's a lot better market for us right now than it was in 2008 and 2009. So we're excited about that. And um, uh, we've got a good plan in place. Well, that's great. Peter, uh, about getting creative means, um, for me at least, finding the opportunity. And the opportunities in Louisiana through uh, LED, Louisiana Economic mm -hmm. Development, and GNO Inc., Greater New, uh, the uh, New Orleans Business Alliance and the incubators that are here in New Orleans that are available to me are like nowhere else in the U.S., especially with the investor uh, tax credit, the angel investor tax credit, which is 35% of the investment amount goes into uh, the tax credit. So let's say an investor out of Los Angeles puts a million dollars into a film project. Well, that investor will get $350,000 worth of Louisiana state tax credits. Now, the Los Angeles investor really doesn't have any use for these tax credits, but Louisiana is the only state in the union that allows those tax credits to be transferred or sold. Uh, a real exchange for them, like Correct. a stock, for it, okay. it becomes basically a bearer bond. Great. You know, we're, this is the part of the show where we like to check the inbox, and that's uh, our producer picks a question that came in during the week uh, from a listener. And uh, Grant, what have you got? Peter, we have a couple of questions, one for each of our guests. Chip, this is for you, from Eric Luco, who says, what is the range of the Elio? In other words, can it be driven daily from Mandeville to New Orleans? You know, I don't know the local geography, so I can't really answer that. But I can tell you this. Um, on, on the highway miles, you can get over 670 miles on a gallon, or I'm sorry, on a tank of gas. 670 on a tank of gas. So you, it's an eight-gallon tank, so it'll cost, at least in Chicago, that's about $32 right now. And you can go 672 miles. About double the range then, Chip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of a regular yes. vehicle. Yeah, in, in, um, right now, the average gas mileage in the country is about 23.9. With ours, you get about 66, so it's actually three times more Whoa. when you blend the two together. Wow. That's, it. That's pretty, that, that is pretty wild. And here's a question for you, Dimitri, from uh, Michael Radar. Three simple words. Are you hiring? Absolutely, Michael. <laughs> uh, not only are we hiring, we are training, working with the Louisiana Department of Education with a program called Course Choice we'll be able to go into high schools and bring something back that's been missing for almost three decades from New Orleans schools, which is vocational education and training. 
along with Delgado and tying in LED, Louisiana Economic Development, with a program called Fast Start, we'll be able to take a high school student that's interested in mechanical arts and sciences through junior and senior year, take them into Delgado to get them the specific training that we need. Delgado has excellent welding labs and advanced machinery shops. That student can continue a path out in the world or they can have a job waiting for them with U.S. Heritage Power Sports building our motorcycles in New Orleans. Year three of the project, uh, we, are, we are at 210 jobs that we need to fill, and those jobs are paying in excess of $30,000 a year. It's what the state identifies as a quality job. Wow, that's... Oh, that is that is great. The uh, Michael, let's talk now, Dimitri. We, with these bikes, and I've seen pictures of them. At least these are big, bad boy, old school bikes. That's the that's your first iteration. After that, you have what? It, what would you call it, low displacement? A low displacement motorcycles under six hundred cc with the same iconic styling. Now, these are the units that are going to enter the world market and take a little bit of that forty-seven million uh, market we're going to enter that that hasn't been done before you asked me earlier what am i doing differently that market has never been approached with a um, iconic american motorcycle styling there have been incarnations of it there have been uh, some nuances of american styling but since simplex which is a new orleans motorcycle manufacturer from 1935 to 1960, uh, went out of business. There hasn't been a an American motorcycle that's entered the um, world market with a product that's low displacement and classic styling. Because I'm uh, I'm five nine, and when I've sat on these things, you feel kind of you know like you're in the Hobbit or something. Uh, there's a what? <laughs> well, for the inseam challenge, <laughs> that's a great word. Uh, We'll have the smaller displacement bikes also have a lower weight and a lower center of gravity. It's not going to be require a hulking torso to be able to hold these motorcycles up. And there is a line uh, that is going to be very easy to ride for women as well that don't have the upper body strength. And women, I assume, are a much bigger market than I'm probably thinking, right? Well, yes, it is, and especially around the world. Here in the U.S., it's a matter of uh, independence and uh, doing their own things. Uh, around the world, they're transportation with style, American style. And, and when I think of Elio here, I mean, I, I think of what makes them different, Chip. Uh, obviously, three wheels makes you pretty right. different, but what else is there? Well, I mean, you know, the first blush is obviously it's three wheels. It's a little bit different. It's, it's narrow. It's two people front to back. But I'll, I'll tell you what I think really makes ELO different is that we will, we will create freedom for America, right? We're going to be here in America. We're going to have American parts. American people are going to build it. Um, and, and instead of putting $400 or $600 into your gas tank every month, you can put $200 in. What do you do with that extra $400? What do you do with with a raise, I mean, that's $4,000, $5,000 a year that you can put in your pocket and do different things with. So I, I like to believe that we will create a, a new level of freedom for America. Now, you guys are both in the same business. You figured out any way to combine forces at all during lunch? Because this would be great for us. I have. I haven't I so. sprung them on chip. Really? Uh, you going to do this after <laughs> we? Okay, yes. this is great. 
This Chip, was hang the in here. To get him here. Stay for dessert. Apparently something good is going to happen there. The term right. bringing manufacturing back to America is only a slogan until people actually start up manufacturing here again. Building factories and assembly lines is a huge commitment and a gigantic undertaking. Chip Stempek and Dmitry Melikos, you guys are the faces of the next wave of the American economy. We look forward to following you and watching your cars and bikes roll off the production line here in Louisiana. Thank you for joining me today and out to lunch. Thank you, Peter. You guys are Peter, great Peter, it was a pleasure being here at Commander's Palace and uh, T. Martin is doing a great job. This is the best greeting I've had <laughs> by the staff walking through a place in New Orleans yet. Jeez, look at that. Even a guy fasting can appreciate it. This is great. <laughs> the, uh, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Chip Stempek, Vice President of Marketing for Elio Motors, and Dimitri Melikos, founder of U.S. Heritage Power Sports. To find out more about Dimitri's bikes or Chip's cars, including how to order one, uh, follow the links on our sites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Dr. Cliff Brigden. The vivacious Jennifer Smith is our researcher, and Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. On our website, itsneworleans.com, you can join our mailing list and keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter. You can listen to past shows and get this show as a podcast on itsneworleans.com and www.no.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes Studio One music production software, Studio Live, digital mixing consoles, Eris Studio monitors, and more. More information about Baton Rouge-based PreSonus is available at PreSonus.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Rashidi. I look forward to meeting you again next week for our Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace. Till then, be safe, be happy. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937. Now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc.